The Island Portugal Business Network is comprised of more than 150 member companies based in Portugal and Ireland. These companies are from a wide range of industries and professions and represent in excess of 25,000 people. So well, welcome to another conversation with a leader. I'm not Sharon, as you can see. So uh, yeah, Sharon is not very well. Um, she apologized. She really wanted to do uh, this conversation. It was um, with Brendan, you, you prepared, but she, she's not very well, so we, we wish her we wish her well. Uh, I will try to, <laughs> to replace her, but uh, it's not going to be so much a conversation. It's going to be more like me asking some questions, Brendan. Are you Sharon ready for and that? I had actually prepared a duet at the end as well. We were okay. going <laughs> to do some Sonny right. and Cher. Okay. Do you well, know, have, have I got you, babe? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today the conversation is about how to navigate change in a ra rapidly changing uh, world. And Brendan, who joined the IPBN what, about a year or two years ago, who's been very uh, um, active to the network, um, has moved here to, to the Algarve after um, some uh, years in, in Singapore. So, you know, he's, he's very well uh, placed to talk about that. And um, uh, yeah, I'm already going off, off uh, script, but that's okay. It's a conversation, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, it's, a, it's fine. <laughs> So uh, just to start, you know, um, if you if you if you want to present yourself and, and and say what what you do now, yeah. So so I used to hate that question, right? What do you do? <laughs> and I still you get, ask me. You I know, me I know, I know. But this, this is this is related. Just like, this is like I, I used to hate it. I used to hate like what what do you do? I just felt like inauthentic when I was answering that question in in a group like this, right? But I'm I'm much more comfortable with it now. I think saying that my my most important role is being a dad, right? Um, that's what I think about, you know, when I wake up in the morning, probably because I got to make my lunch, the lunches for the kids, got to bring them to school. Um, I have to, you know, do all of the things that dads do. So that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. And I'm, I'm saying that because I'll talk a little bit about identity, right, and who we think we are. And for me, identity is very important and flexible too, right? So my first role is I'm a dad. I also do um, like leadership coaching and career coaching. I do a lot of this online, um, and I'm trying now to sort of build a little bit more of a presence here in, in the Algarve, because I've been sort of fumbling around doing that for a while. Um, and there was a third thing I do. No, there's two other things I do as well, right? So again, like identity, right? There's, it's flexible. It's not just, you know, uh, what I do primarily. There's lots of different things. And the other two things are I do some work with a consultancy firm around changing cultures and organizations. And finally then, I also teach um, a, a, a bit of a strange practice for stress management, a body-based practice. So I'm, again, that's another thing I'm, I'm looking to, to share with, uh, with people in the Algarve as well. So, okay. sorry, it's a waffly okay. answer, but. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so the, the world seems to be changing uh, uh, rapidly at the moment with new technology. Uh, but also with new opportunities, you know, for instance, with the climate change. Um, so what, what's, what's your take? For sure, there's, there's a lot of, you know, we, we, um, there's societal changes happening rapidly. There's technological changes happening rapidly, and changing rapidly, depending on your perspective. Um, I was doing a little bit of digging on some numbers, like, for example, electricity, right? The adoption of electricity took... 37 years from going to being, you know, uh, invented to being widely adopted, 
37 years. The internet took 17 years and generative AI took 10 months. So like, there's a, there's a, there is definitely a rapid sort of iteration of things happening, especially if you're living in a, in a kind of a connected society and you're online and in, you know, in social media and you're seeing changes happening, not just in your immediate environment, but around the world. And it's kind of exhausting at times. Um, we, not, we haven't really been, like, we haven't, been, haven't evolved to live in such big groups, right? To be connected to so many different people. You know, we're, we are, there's, a, there's a, a, a great quote by a guy called, I've forgotten his name now, Wilson, who said that we have um, paleolithic emotions, um, medieval institutions, and godlike technology. So we're not really designed for the world in, in the, the rate of change it's in. Next generations, I think, are, you know, as, they, as their people are getting, you know, coming in like Gen Z, right? They're, they're connected all the time. They don't, they don't remember what it was like, you know, on a, with a dial-up modem, right? They don't remember, you know, having to go to a phone box to make a phone call, right? It's just, it's all there. It's all in front of them, you know? So we're adapting, but they, they don't need that same level of adaption. Okay. How's that? <laughs> I, I, by the way, if anybody's got a like a comment or something they want to add, I'd love to hear it along the way. Or, and I know Arno would too, to take the pressure off him. <laughs> um, so please, yeah, you know, and challenge as well, right? So if you don't agree, <laughs> it's yeah. even better. Okay, so what, what, what would you say are some of the main barriers to navigate change effectively? And, and when you talk to, to your clients, to, 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 to your leaders, how do you help them to go through the, this journey? So I had three points here, and, I, and so I'm saying that because I might forget one. So one was definitely like your attitude towards the change. Like how do you orientate to the change, either that's being presented to you or you're trying to make? Like do you see it as a risk? Do you see it as um, an opportunity for growth? Because th they're not always, right? So that's, that's one thing is like um, your sort of perception of, um, of the change. The second thing is um, your opinion of your identity. So I talked a bit about identity before. Like, who do you think you are and who do you believe you can become? So I'm just wondering, like, if you think about, you know, do you think you're going to be the same person in five years' time? What do you think? I mean, no, some people, yeah, some people, no. a lot of people actually say, Say yeah, they they are right. But then they then if you ask the same question, well, were you the same person five years ago? And they're like, gosh, no, right. So it's kind of hard to like grasp that we are constantly changing, right? It's kind of it's human nature. It's what we're good at. It's um, evolution. It's um, it's adapting to to change. Um, and the third one, the third big one, I think, is our beliefs. Um, like what do like again? What who do we believe we are? And what do we believe we can become? So, because I like threes, um, I've got three beliefs that I had in life, right, that, that held me back. Um, the first one was that I didn't think I could live a joyful and happy life without drinking. So, this is, I'm Irish, right? Okay. <laughs> I grew up 
drinking alcohol, right? And absolutely, you know, you're probably right with water, but... <laughs> um, so I'm Irish, you know, part of, uh, you know, society there where it's basically in our blood, right? It's our biggest imp export, right? Irish pubs, you know, we're crack dealers, you might say. <laughs> I love that, Joe. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I grew up, you know, as part of, you know, you know social society, um, christenings, weddings, funerals, all revolved around alcohol or, or rugby matches. But it was harmful, right? So I, I was struggling with alcohol. And, but it was really difficult for me to see how I could be without drinking, right? So that was one of the biggest ones that held me back. Um, I did change that about 10 years ago, and I don't, haven't had alcohol since then. And I was wrong. I actually do have a, I think, happy and joyful life without it. <laughs> so, um, so that's one. Another belief I had was that I was um, not academic, right? So that, that was, a, I think, a polite way of me telling myself that I was stupid, right? That, that's what I, because I, I left college before it was fashionable, you know. I dropped out because I wasn't doing very well. I was drinking most of the time. <laughs> um, and um, I, I got into the workforce, but this was always in the back of my mind, like that I, that I dropped out after you know, not being able to do it, right? And so I, I decided at one point to go back to college and that failed as well. And I just had this constant belief that I just, I'm not academic. Um, it turns out that actually what I had, you know, yeah, I wasn't academic. I didn't enjoy studying for sure, but I wasn't stupid, right? Because that was kind of, I think in a way proven to me as, as some of the success that I had in, in my job. And um, uh, so I decided, okay, let's try this again, right? So I went back to college again, studied for a master's and, and, I, and I did it, right? I, I managed to get my master's. It didn't really help me much, to be honest. It was in IT, it wasn't something that I was particularly passionate about and it was a real grind to get through it, but I did it. So again, that was a belief that, um, that I had to shift um, and then the other one was that I couldn't dance, right? <laughs> or, or at least, you know, I wasn't a good natural dancer. So I went to salsa classes, and I was right, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm not, not a very good dancer. So, um, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> so so you, you, you spent, I mean, you were talking, you, you, you spent a few years in, in, in Singapore, in the IT yeah. uh, industry. Uh, so what, what made you, you know, realize that you had to change and, uh, you know, how, how difficult it was for you to... to yeah, I think the, there's a lot of things that I wanted to change and it wasn't just about the career, it was about, like, the, um, I think the environment I was in. I worked for the same company for 20 years. My role changed a lot throughout that, but um, I remember... I remember um, our... I won't say exactly who it was because I know this has been recording, but anyway, one of our leaders, right, was interviewed and um, he made a statement towards the end of the interview where he said, um, we, we're, we were a shipping container firm. I've let it go now, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we were, you know, so we leased shipping containers, really exciting stuff, right? Um, and he said at the end of the interview, we will never be Apple, we make a reasonable good return for our shareholders. That is what we do, right? And I, I don't know if he was trying to like motivate us, but it, for me, I just like read that and I thought, that's what I'm doing in my time, right? That, that's, that's how I'm spending my days. And I thought, enough, you know. 
So that was like a turning point for me to say I need to do something different, right? I need to get out of the kind of, um, the, 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 yeah, get out of that sort of corporate treadmill and just uh, escape. Um, so I started, you know, looking elsewhere. I, the master's was one thing, but then I started doing coaching mm. programs as well and really kind of preparing for that shift. And as part of that, I moved, we moved from Singapore to, to Portugal, which was just a massive change anyway. Just, you know, we changed our environment. Um, I think there was a second part of your question, but I can't remember what it was. Sorry. Um, can't remember. Oh. <laughs> can anybody else remember? But, uh, Did I miss something, please? Yeah. Hi, I'm Anna. Hi, Anna. Um, yeah. Thank you for, for, for your time and for, for coming and speaking to us. Um, you are focusing uh, right now like on an individual path of, of, of change, of development, mm. of how you uh, over, overcame your um, self-limiting beliefs. Mm. But if you take it to a, a collective level, yeah. uh, especially a generation level, mm -hmm. and maybe now I'm going to sound like a dinosaur, maybe, but uh, I wanted us to discuss that. Yeah. There's this uh, marvelous thing that is that we nowadays we want to think what really makes us happy and we want to think about our development collectively and I do that also about my life and the work-life balance and all of that mm -hmm. but I, I seem to notice that there is a generational uh, even if I'm also undergoing that that path but I seem to notice the generation 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 gap between my generation and the guys younger than us, mm -hmm. the way that the way that they value work, the, the way that they value a career, the way that mm -hmm. or not value, yeah. um, in how do companies and businesses adapt to that because that has massive consequences on organizing work, on productivity, on on how do we de deal with the labor force. So if you couldn't elaborate on you know, the impact of that lovely individual journey, mm, yeah. <laughs> the impact of that on business, and yeah. how should business address that change? Yeah. So I think um, a few things I think that certainly newer, the, you know, millennials and Gen Zs are much more purpose driven, I think, anyway. They, they, they see work as not just like their core part of their life, it's like almost. You know, it, it's, it is a core part of their life, and so they want to make sure that, like, what they're doing is purposeful. And I'm, this is a generalization. This isn't everybody, right? You know, I, um, so that's definitely a shift I, I see happening. Um, and sort of this whole work-life balance is more, it's, it's more important, but it's also, like, the work part, I think, is less important to, to some degree in that if they're being fulfilled with their purpose through work, then they don't need the other kind of parts of their life to be more um, meaningful, let's say, if they can get meaning from their work. So that's, that's one thing, I think. Um, you know, I know, Ricardo, we were talking earlier about um, your approach with your company and how you're introducing you know, Friday's half day, right? So now people are, you know, this is again a shift that People are, you're listening to your employees, right? You're listening to what they really need. COVID was an awful thing to happen, but in some ways has also accelerated all of this change as well, right? And the shift towards seeing there's more important things in life than productivity, right? That that's not the, the core thing that we're, we're kind of here to do in the world. You know, it's, it is hard for people to 
who have, like, I worked for a company, the same company, for 20 years, right? I was institutionalized, right? <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Do you remember? You know, that's, that was something that I'm still trying to shake off. Now, the next generation don't have that baggage. They're going to come into the workforce, and hybrid is going to be a, their reality, and connectivity is going to be their reality, and being, con you know, so I do think it is just a, a gradual shift that will happen. I think trying to force it too much might be, you know, is a challenge. And yeah, time, time for sure. We'll, we'll evolve over time. That, you know, I, I've lost all the structure that I had, right? 25 years in a company getting paid at the end of the month, right? It's very, very comforting in a way. It was a bit restricting because I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do, but it was also very comforting. And now I'm working for myself, and I'm a great boss, right? <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's definitely a shift. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I think it's all a question of uh, um, to 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 adapt to new circumstances. And we here we're talking about about on, on a company level, but to go back to to an individual level, uh, I think in in terms of changing, there is always that uh, fear fear factor mm. that people know that they are not in the situation that they would like to be yeah. and they know they may they, they know they, they they would like to make a change but uh, they, they don't do it mm. so how uh, what, what do you do to, to to make them you know actually really do the change and yeah. you know how well prepared you can be to do that because yeah. you, you I mean I, I had the same experience well, yeah I was going to ask you I change uh, <laughs> Well, I, I so you, you made a shift in your career, like a fairly yeah, radical yeah. shift in a way. And I'm wondering, like, how did you prepare for yeah. that? And I was asking you the question. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy. I can. I can. Yeah. yeah. No, me. I, I just. Uh, I, I knew it was the time to do it, and I was a kind of jump in the in the unknown, but quite quite uh, prepared, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think you have you have to really uh, use all the contact you have and grab every opportunity that mm. you, you. But you need to create those opportunities as well. Yeah. And once once you've made the jump, you have to do it. You have to swim. So you, have, yeah. you, you and it, in a way, even if you are not sure that you know it's the right move, once you've done it, you, you have to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I think like there's there's a few things there. There's like okay, so. What's important, right? What's important for you in this change that you think you want to make, right? So this is where I think it's important to get clear on your values. Mm. Like, what, what is it that you really want from life? What is it you really want from um, the work that you do and just generally just ha have those really kind of clear. And there's lots of exercises you can do, you know, picking out words and see which words kind of resonate, you know, with you. I mean, I, I remember going to Singapore and um, we did a values exercise in this coaching program in, in, in work. And people were, people's values were just so radically different to mine. You know, mine was like creativity and curiosity and theirs was like productivity and excellence. And I was thinking, Jesus, what's, like, what, where have I landed? Like I just, it was just, a, that was a kind of a, a cultural thing, I think. Um, so I think getting clear on your values because they will kind of they'll indicate whether what you're doing is is right for you. So having a good sense of them, having a good sense of your vision as well, like what is it? Where where do you want to get to? Like almost specifically, 
having a clear vision on what you want to do. For example, we decided we wanted to leave Singapore. Okay, well, for what reasons, right? Well, we wanted more space, more sun, more, um, you know, closer to family. Um, we, so we weren't fixated on Portugal necessarily, but we had some sense of the vision. Um, but also being flexible with it too. Right? So not being totally fixated on it, because like if you have a goal and it's just, you're gonna go hell for leather for that goal, you're kind of gonna miss, miss out on, your, your focus will be so narrow and that you'll miss out other opportunities, right? You mm -hmm. won't be being open to other experiences. So there's, there's those two things. Yeah, and experimenting, like you said, um, and not doing it alone, right? Not, mm -hmm. not like just if you're making a big change, I can guarantee you there's other people thinking about it as well. And it can be hard to have conversations, let's say, at work with somebody else who, um, you, you know, has, a, has some skin in the game, right? Your boss, right? It's hard to kind of talk to your boss that, you know, I'm thinking about doing something different, right? Um, or even colleagues. So finding friends, family might even be biased as well, right? They might be not so keen on you to move to Mongolia, right? So, um, yeah, finding people who you can, mm -hmm. you know, be in that change with is important. No, I'm very lucky that my wife is, is still, like, working, right? So she's continuing doing what she was doing. So she's now the main breadwinner. Right? She, she's supporting us throughout this uh, endeavour. And that's a big shift for me too, right? Um, like I mentioned, my role as, my, as being the dad, like that's a lot of my time, being, being honest. Um, but also, having, starting with a blank slate is quite liberating. If you can do that, not everybody can. So like, I've, I, in a way, prepared for the move by learning new skills, by... Um, figuring out that what I really want to do in the world is different than, you know, making, you know, an income for the shareholders, right? That I, I, I want to be with people, I want to support their growth. Um, so, yeah, on a, on a kind of a practical level, it's difficult, but on a sort of a um, purpose and sort of heart-led approach, I'm very comfortable. I'm happy when I get up in the morning and I know I've got like these, you know, meetings that are coming up and there's some... Um, there's some things that will come from that. That that that's really rewarding. Yeah. But it, it takes also time. Once time you, for sure. I mean, I, I was totally unrealistic with thinking I was going to be like earning the same amount that I was earning in Singapore within a year. That was my kind of plan. <laughs> um, and yeah, I rubbed that out very quickly. <laughs> um, it's going to take two. <laughs> No, but that's a massive change. I mean, you're, you're forcing you, but if you didn't have that support yeah. mechanism, you would have to be making yeah. a success quickly, or otherwise you're going to be back into yeah. that corporate world. It's not easy setting up. Absolutely. You know, just no, it's not. Creating a new life for the other, especially. You know, it's not the metropolis. I mean, it's a, it's a holiday destination. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I know where all the business down here, well, I'm in the tourism business, it's linked to tourism, but it's, uh, you know, you've got to be in the cities if you're going to... Yeah, I mean, I think there's you know, yes and no. Yes, that you know, if you want to do work with people um, purely locally, that that's a bit more challenging. But if you're, you know, able to work online, and a lot of, a lot of uh, professions now you can, then that's a lot more accessible. I mean, that this whole, 
notion. I mean, I know so many people who are in this space that I'm in and work from, you know, Norway one week and then next week they're in, in Indonesia, you know. So it's totally doable for sure, but it does, um, it requires that kind of flexibility and willing to, to experiment with things like, you know, experiment, seeing if this is going to work and if not, then okay, let that go, try something new. But the, yeah, but th there is also, once you have made the jump and you are thinking that you are going to do this, Actually, you end up doing completely something completely different of what you were thinking to do. It's just, you know, that's what I was saying. You need to grab the opportunities which, if you are not happy with what you are doing, or you've done it for a long time and you want to change, uh, you know, I think if, you know, of course you have to have a, a plan at the beginning, but sometimes you just end up doing something completely different of what that you even didn't think of. But you have to have the, 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 the courage And also, you know, I mean, in your case, you had your, you, you, you still had a, an income, but, you know, um, if you don't make the jump, you will never know. And then you might, you might regret it that you never did it. And, and if, you, if you are already thinking about it, that means there is something which is not right, you know. Yeah. But of course, it's, it's not given for everybody. It depends on the circumstances. But I, I really believe in terms of once you... Once you make the decision, things will happen. But you need to be open. You need to be open to everything which comes, and it could be completely something that you didn't even think about. But because there is always that fear factor, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Shall I do it? Uh, you know, if you keep asking yourself, just do it. Otherwise, you you will regret it. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, I think my vision is so I, I actually I find it a bit cringeworthy but I did a little bit vision board recently because I'm yeah I was um, I'm, I'm part of it not doing it alone I'm in a, like a group coaching program with somebody else and this was one of the activities and I remember there was like a Portuguese flag in it so uh, learning Portuguese is part of my vision Um, there was a lovely pool there with uh, a villa in the background, so that's that's part of our vision to to have that home. What else did I have in there? I, I had like <laughs> bits, believe it or not, a geodesic dome, right? This is a geodesic dome, so I'd like to have something in my in my uh, in our grounds where I can lead workshops and because, like I, I think I mentioned, you know, I, I really am passionate about. Um, doing things with people in a group and one of the things I do is a, a practice where you can learn to use your body to release stress and tension okay and this is something that I want to I want to teach and share um, there's a couple of other things in the, the, the I'll have to pick it up it's a little picture but yeah so they're they're, they're things that I'm uh, moving towards and you know I think having them just even in your like subconscious as you're making small decisions throughout the day as you're deciding who you want to meet, you know, they're, they're there, they're there, they're there in the background and they kind of help you um, make those decisions. Yeah. I can see here in the audience already some people who made, who made the changes. I <laughs> yeah, if you think about like the alternative, right? If you think about like not listening to these little signals that you're hearing, then the alternative is what, well, you're on your, you're on your, and this is You know, if you think about the, the dying, the regrets of the dying, it's like, I wish I'd spent enough time, my kid, more time with my kids. Mm, They never yeah. say, I wish I worked more, or I wish I'd gotten that promotion. I mean, that's, 
minuscule in comparison. So that's why I think, you know, it's corny as it sounds, like follow your dreams, right? Or at least, you know, make some progress towards them. Yeah. They're always positive and negative in, in, in any uh, situation, whether you work for a corporate or whether you're on your own. There will always be good and bad things. So if you think you want to change just for the good things, I mean, that's, uh, that's not reality, you know? So, yeah, I'll just on that, there's like there's something about like you can you can still do something that isn't necessarily totally aligned with your values if it is in service of everything else. And, you know, like I don't particularly like having to clear out the sewers in our house. Right. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, well, yeah. Um, but it's in service of having a nice clean house. That's probably a terrible example, but it was the first one that came to mind because <laughs> I had to do it the other day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know. So obviously, yeah. If you if you've got a, there's there's part of your work that you don't enjoy doing, but it's in service of something else. Then fine, do it. Right, you know. Um, but all yeah, I'd le I'll I'll leave you with this because I know we're coming to time. Mm. Like, but have a think about like what is a belief that you're holding. And it's challenging because sometimes the beliefs, we can't see them, right? We don't, we don't even know that they're there, right? So this belief that I was not academic, right? That was the kind of surface level belief. But what, the underlying belief was that I was stupid because I'd been told that like in school and, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, like what are, the, what are the beliefs? And check them because more often than not, they're probably not true because they're just beliefs, right? They're not facts and these can be changed and you can adjust them. And then that opens up new ways of thinking, new ways of being. This has been a production of the IPBN in partnership with Pink Room. For more information, visit us online at island-portugal.com and on LinkedIn at Island Portugal Business Network. For more IPBN podcasts, find us on Spotify or visit our website for the full list of episodes.